what you have for us in Jesus' name. Just for like a second, just for a second. I know you're about up and down, up and down a day. If you didn't get your workout, you know, before you got here, we're just making sure we're taking care of you, all right? So I'm going to ask you to stand here in just a second. So just hold tight. But we're glad that you're here this morning. Welcome. Thank you for being here today on uh, this Resurrection Sunday. We are uh, just excited to have you here, whether you're a first-time guest or whether you're just a long-time family member or maybe you've only been coming for a few short weeks. Uh, we are so glad that you're here. Don't forget, you've got a little card there if you want to use that to take notes. I know Taylor kind of put the pressure on me. She said, we well, put that in your seat if you find anything noteworthy that I say. And I thought, wow, Taylor, really just kind of throw me on the bus there. You all right? Setting setting the bar high so uh if there is anything noteworthy you know or you can doodle on it that's okay too you know we'll we'll take those and post them out and uh you know if you got really good artwork no we're glad that you're here thanks for being here today uh, we're gonna go to the book of john this morning the book of john john chapter 20 and i'm not i'm not gonna read that just yet i want to um find out just how experienced uh, you guys are today, and I told you I was going to have you stand, not to get too too comfortable. And I want you to play a game with me today. Can we play a game today? <laughs> Paul wants to play a game. Okay, <laughs> me and Paul. Okay, well, we're going to play a game this morning. I know you're like, what kind of Easter service is it? We're going to play a game this morning, uh, and I want you. This this game is called Sit Down If. All right, Sit Down If. So we all have to stand. So stand with me. Stand with me, and I'm going to ask a series of questions, and they're going to put some things up on the screen, and, and this, is, this is it. I need you to sit down if you've never experienced, not that if you know about it, this is not what I'm saying, not that if you've seen one, but if you have used it, if you have experienced it, touched it, used it, felt it, you just, you, this is, this is the one, that's where we're going for, so sit down if, this is what this game is called, so I want you to sit down if You've never made a deposit in a bank, a physical bank. You have never walked into a bank and used a deposit slip. I want you to sit down. It's okay. That's all right. So we got some millennials in here that, that may never have done that, right? All right. Guys, you're still standing. Good. All right. I want you to sit down if you've never used the card catalog. In the library. Sit down if you've never used the card catalog in the library. Oh, there we go. Some of y'all, wait a second now. Y'all are old enough to know what the card catalog is. All right. That was brave on you to sit down. I think I'd have just stayed standing. Uh, sit down if you've never used a VCR. If you've never used a VCR, Sit down if you've never used a VCR. Wow. Sit down if you've never used a rotary phone. Never used a rotary phone. Go ahead and have a seat. Sit down. If you've never used a rotary phone. All right. Sit down if you've never used floppy disk. Floppy disk. Now, we have three sizes here. Three and a half, five and a quarter, and eight inches. I never used the eight-inch floppy disk. That's way back. That's way back. That's like Moses' floppy disk size, right? Ten commandments on the floppy disk, right? 
All right, so if you've never used a floppy disk, sit down. If you've never drank Tab, anybody remember Tab? <laughs> sit down. If you've never drank a Tab, sit down. Okay. All right. This last one is still around, but we're going to see how experienced you are. Sit down if you've never driven a stick shift. Sit down if you've never driven a stick. Like actually driven, not that you tried, but like you can actually use it, you know. I'm not talking about the people who can grind the gears. If you can't find them, grind them, people, you know. All right. Sit down if you feel old now. You sit down. Okay. <laughs> you got all of us. All right. All right. Good job, guys. Some of you guys are super experienced. You're not old. You're just experienced, right? Don't, don't feel bad about that. There, I mean, that's, that's kind of where we're going today. You're not old. You're just experienced. And that's kind of what I want to talk to you about this morning is about experience. So with all that experience in this room this morning, I want to ask you another question. Do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? And, and let, me, let me qualify this question. You might think I'm asking you maybe some information, and maybe you have some information about Jesus. What information do you have about Jesus? That You might have information that Jesus lived about 2,000 years ago. You might have information that Jesus uh, was Jewish. You might have an inf information that Jesus was a carpenter. You might have information um, that he lived in uh, the Middle East and in, in and actually uh, lived and worked in Galilee. Maybe you know that kind of information, uh, and you have information at uh, your fingertips about Jesus. See, the first thing I want you to understand is this. First thing that you need to get is we have a wealth of information at our fingertips, but we may not have a wealth of experience. We may have a wealth of information at our fingertips, just think about it. Who's got a smartphone with you, right? Most of us have those. And, and, and right there, you can have just about anything you want to find out, anything you want to know, what do you do? You just Google it, right? And that's what I tell my kids sometimes. My son, my oldest son, he's like always asking questions. Dad, what, what about this? Dad, what about this? What about this? What about this? And, you know, sometimes I just don't know. And I'm like, man, I don't know. Just, just Google it, yeah, right? You have a phone we pay for. Google it. I don't know all the, question, all the answers to your questions. But just because we have information does not mean we have experience. Um, and I think you kind of get the idea of what the difference is. Um, there is a book. It's called Coddling the Mind, the American Mind. Coddling the American Mind. It's put out by uh, Dr. Jonathan Haidt, and it was wrote with uh, Greg Lukanoff, uh, who is the president of the Foundation for Indi Individual Rights in Education. And this is, this is what they said in their book. They add, like, a few more points, but I just want to share the first one with you because it kind of goes along with what we're talking about today. Uh, they believe that, that in this, this book, Coddling of the American Mind, uh, there's a belief that comes from a major misunderstanding that children and teenagers are anti-fragile rather than fragile. They said anti-fragile instead of fragile. This means that, like the immune system, it actually needs to experience adversity in order to develop. The more challenges we face, the more equipped 
to, uh, we become to handle our lives, and the more confident we become that we can continue to do so in face of, and face the unknown. And, and I, I read that, and I thought, wow, I, I believe that. I believe that, um, that if you always rescue somebody from the consequences of their choice, if you always rescue someone from facing their challenges, if you always rescue someone from um, having to do difficult things, you are robbing them of an experience. You're robbing them of one of the greatest teachers that we have is experience. How many of you know, you know what, you learn so much as a kid just from experience. Anybody, did you ever get one of those big big black trash bags and think, I can jump off the roof and it's going to parachute me down? (laughs) And how many of you realize that that doesn't work? You know, it was was about like, you know, three foot off the roof. You realize, hey, this isn't working like I thought it was going to work, right? And you're hoping you're just landing in a bush, uh, you know. And and so uh, this is, is, we understand this. We understand that we need experience in our life and not just information. We need experience in our life because it, it forces us to meet challenges, to learn things. And, um, and. I think today sometimes we may just look at what we think about Jesus and not understand. Maybe we just have information about Jesus but not actually experience Jesus. And there's a difference. There's a big difference. And and what difference does that make? What difference does it make? I'll tell you, it makes a huge difference because if you look at the first Christians, if you look at the first people who followed Jesus, they had information about Jesus, right? They, they had information about him. They, they knew his name. They knew his, his mom, knew his dad, knew where he grew up, you know, knew his, his brothers, you know. They knew his family, his extended family. Uh, they knew information about Jesus. They had all this information about God. Uh, they had all this information about the Torah, about instruction. We've been talking about that over the last several weeks, last couple months. We've been talking about just all the information that they had. They had the Old Testament scriptures. They could, they could quote that. They, they knew the stories of Moses and of the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, being delivered out of Egypt, that God's rescuing them from Egyptian slavery. And they know all this. They have information. But... What changed their lives was the experience that they had with the resurrected Jesus. I want, you to, I want you to understand this. Something changed. Something changed that when Jesus went to the cross and Jesus was crucified, the disciples were not all standing around saying, look, we are here with you, Jesus, at the foot of the cross, right? No, most of them fled. They ran away because the information that they had said, hey, if we stick around here, we're going to wind up on a cross too. And that's the information that they were going on. They were going on the information that they had that this is what the Romans do to people who try to live a different way. This is, this is what the Romans do to people who say there's a new king and there's a new kingdom. They kill you. And so this, this information that they had, it, it, it put them to flight. They, it put them on the run, and, and they ran away. But something happened. Something happened that stopped the run. Something happened that caused them to stop running away. Something happened that caused them to stop being fearful. Instead of being fearful, 
they changed and they, they turned on a dime, really, and, and they, they did a 180 and said, hey, um, you know what? I, I, I'm going to live differently. I'm going to live in such a way that it may cost me my life, but I have to. What made the difference in that? It wasn't the knowledge that they had. It wasn't just the information that they had about Jesus. And it wasn't just the information that they had about Jesus and the resurrection. It was the actual experience that they had with Jesus and the resurrection. Today, you got a little piece of cloth as you came in. Go ahead and pull that out. This was not the tiniest tissue in the world that we're giving you, I promise. It's like, oh, that's great. They're giving us little Kleenexes as we're coming in. Um, that's not what that was for. It's, it's really this morning. I want you to just have it and, and just hold on to it just for a second and touch it. Because right now, what you're doing is you're doing more than just having information about a piece of cloth. You're actually experiencing it. You, you, you are having an experience where you're touching this cloth. And that's what happened with the first Christians. That's what happened with the disciples when they went to the empty tomb. And that's where I want us to read. Let's pick up right here in John. John. John chapter 20. This is what it says. Now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. And so she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. See, it's an information thing right now. She says, I need more information on this event. I need more information, and I lack the, the pertinent information on what is going on here. We don't know where they have laid him. And so Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going toward the tomb. And both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen cloth there. I just want you to take and hold on to that, that linen cloth. He saw the linen cloth there lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloth lying there and the face cloth which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloth, but folded in a place by itself. And then the other disciple who, who had reached the tomb first also went in. And he saw and he believed. For as they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead, uh, as yet they did not understand the scripture, he must rise from the dead. And then the disciples went back to their homes. See, they, they began to have an experience with something. They, been to, they began to have an experience with something. They knew some scriptures, but they didn't put the two together. It's one thing to have a Bible sitting on your coffee table and, and you, you never read it. And it's another thing to have a Bible sitting on your coffee table and you read the words but never really kind of get it. That's a whole different story when you open this up and the words come alive. It's a whole different story when you begin to not just have information, but you begin to have an experience. It goes on in verse 11. It says, but Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting there where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. And they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? They said, uh, and she said to them, they, they have taken away my Lord. I do not know where they have laid him. And having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Why are you seeking? 
Or who are, whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, which is kind of funny if you think about that. Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you've laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. Isn't that, isn't that great? It didn't take much. Honestly, when you think about that, there's sometimes when somebody will call your name. Maybe, maybe you remember your, how your mother called your name, your mom or your dad. Sometimes it was called in, in anger. <laughs> sometimes it was called in frustration. And sometimes it was called in those moments where it was just caring and loving when they would say, Ryan, or in this case, Mary. And that's all it took. And Mary, and she turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Now, I want you to just walk with me just for a few minutes. Because these people are having an experience. They had fear before this, and there was so much that wanted to push them to run away. But at this moment, at this time, they begin to have something more than information happening. They begin to draw upon what they had seen. They begin to draw upon what they have touched. They have begun to draw upon just the smell. They have begun to draw upon the entire experience of Jesus being resurrected. So when I ask you, do you know him? I am not asking about the information. I am not asking you about the information that you have about Jesus. Information alone doesn't transform your life. You need experience. Information alone does not transform you. It might make you a little bit smarter. You might become more intelligent. But it doesn't necessarily transform a life because there are a lot of smart people walking around this world, but they don't know Jesus in a way where they have experienced him. They may know a story. They may know something that they were told. They may know something that they were read, but they have not experienced Jesus. And I'm telling you, there is a difference. Information alone does not transform your life. You need experience. Experience has the capacity to change your reality. Experience has the capacity to change how you perceive things. And that's what happened with these disciples. That's what happened with all these, these guys that ran away when they began to see Jesus and hear Jesus and even Thomas. Remember Doubting Thomas? He, that's an unfortunate nickname, right? It doesn't call him, to, just for if, if you're not a Bible person, it doesn't actually call him that in the Bible. We've just called him that over the years because we thought it would be funny to label him Doubting Thomas, right? But Doubting Thomas, even Doubting Thomas, has this experience with Jesus later on. He says, he says you know what, I know you're telling me information and you're telling me stories like, but I won't believe it unless I experience it. And you know what happens? Jesus shows up. And what does he say? He says, put your finger here. Touch my hands. Touch my side. It's me. It's me. This is, this is not a ghost story. This is reality. It's the reality that someone who was dead is not dead any longer. Someone who had died, who had been killed, is no longer in the grave. They are standing before you full of life, full of power, and they want to share that life and that power with you, Thomas. And so for us today, we need more than information about Jesus. We need an experience with Jesus. See, for me, I've come too far to go back. 
I've just come too far. You can say I know too much, but it's not just what I know. It's what my experience now with Jesus, coupled with the knowledge that I have about Jesus, has done in my heart. Those times where I've been broken, those times where I have been weeping, those times where I have felt all alone, those times where I didn't know exactly what to do, those times where I've had big question marks and I couldn't fix it myself, God has stepped into my life. Jesus has stepped into my life and drawn me close, and it became more than a story. It became more than information. It became the experience that I had with the risen Savior. It became the experience that I had with a living Jesus. It became resurrection for me. And so now when I say, and I I really am not joking, that every Sunday, actually every day, we can be resurrection people. We can walk in resurrection. We can walk in life. We do not have to let death be the bully that just says, hey, I'm coming to get you. It's all right. No, Jesus has already came and got you. So you can't come and get me. Jesus has already dealt with you. And, and, And so for me... I've come too far. I, I, I can't turn around. I can't go back. I know too much. I've experienced too much. Education is great, and I'm all for getting as much as you can. Please, go, go get degrees and, and do what you can. But see, education lacks what experience offers. Education can leave you empty what experience fills you with life. And so today, this is it. The last thing I want to leave you with this morning. You don't become like Jesus through education. You become like Jesus through experience. You don't become like Jesus through knowing a bunch of stuff about Jesus. At some point, it's got to become more than just the knowledge you hold in your head. It has become something that grips your heart. It's got to become something that moves you to action. It's got to become something that moves you more than just reading a story and saying, I know something about somebody, to saying, I know somebody. There is a big, big, big difference. Trent, you can come play. Before me and Raina got married, um, this is my wife, Raina, in the blue dress. Uh, (laughs) Just want to make sure you know that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Somebody said, boy, you outkicked your coverage. I did. I did. Um, now, before me and Raina got married, um, I, I, I had people, I had seen her around campus. We met at college, and I had seen her around campus, and I, I kind of knew a couple things about her. And actually, the first day we met um, and I talked to her, um, she parked her car in the music building parking lot, and that's where I had parked my car, and I walked by her car. And we were in Tennessee going to school, and I walked by her car, and I looked at the license tag, and, and it said Effingham County. I said, hey, I know where Effingham County is at, you know. And I had a little bit of information. Now, 20-some-odd years later, 21, uh, I have more information all the time. But what's better than the information that I have? Guys, is the experience. You can know all about someone. Some of you in here, we've walked with you through pregnancies and we've told you, hey, this is what it's like to be a parent. But you know what? You, you know, you guys that's already got kids, 
you know, people can tell you all day long. But until you get there, you don't know until you know in that experience. People told me all the time what it was like to have a child. But it wasn't until that moment that my son was born and my heart felt like it swelled up ten times bigger than what it was and it was just going to burst. And we'd been reading this book, What to Expect When You're Expecting. And they didn't cover everything, right? Because in that moment, I had so many emotions. And so many things became real for me. My life with my wife at home is real. It's not based just on information. It's based on the experience that we share in relationship. Guys, and this, this is it this morning. Jesus loves you so much. He loves you so much. And maybe you don't know why you came today. Maybe somebody invited you. Maybe you come to get one of these pink and yellow peeps we got back here. I don't know. I hope you get one because if not, I got to eat them all. So. Jesus loves you. And he doesn't want you just to have information about him. He wants you to experience him. And that's the invitation that he get, not I get, to give to you. I, yeah, I, I'm the guy who's talking right now. But that invitation came a long time ago. That invitation came at, at a cross and actually more at a, at a tomb when the stone was rolled away and said, I'm alive and you can be alive too. You can experience life. You don't have to walk through this life just waiting for death. You can experience life and not be scared of death. So this morning, I want you to do this. I want you to stand with me. I want you to bow your head. Because maybe you're here this morning and you're saying, I have information about Jesus, but I don't have an experience with Jesus. But if you would say, I want to experience Jesus, that's what he invites you to. Now, I can't make it happen for you. You actually have to make it happen for yourself because you have to accept that invitation. You have to accept that invitation to trust Him. You have to accept that invitation to walk it out with Him because it does require action. Experience requires action. If, if you don't have action with experience, it's, it's just information. Experience requires action. It requires you to actually do something. And the first thing it's going to require you to do is trust. So with heads bowed this morning, if you're here today and you would just say, I want to trust Jesus. And you would slip your hand up and just say, I want to trust Jesus. I want to pray for you this morning. Anybody in here? Thank you. Anybody else? You would just slip your hand up and say, I want to trust Jesus. I want to experience Jesus. Just don't want information. I want to experience Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you today. We thank you, Lord, that you meet us where we're at. We don't have to come find you. And I know sometimes it feels like that, that we're on a search for you, that, that we're searching for God. Sometimes it, it feels like we're searching for God, and, and it's like God knows what. I don't, I don't know where I'm at. Lord, this morning, we don't have to go far. Actually, you're here. 
you're here right now. You're with us right now, and you're wanting to meet with us right now. So, Lord, this is my prayer, is that someone in here would take that next step to go from information to experience, to go from information to knowing what it's like to trust you with their life. That, that action of saying, Lord, I'm going to trust you today. I'm going to put my life in your hands and maybe, maybe someone's done this before and they've walked away and this morning they're coming back. Lord, that's part of the experience as well that you take us back. If we're prodigals that have ran away from home, you're still the father that runs out to meet the prodigal. You're still the father that runs out to embrace the prodigal to bring them home. And so you still have life. You still have gift. You still bestow on us mercy and grace and this morning Lord that's what you're pouring out in this place today so Lord we receive that right now we receive this life we receive this mercy we receive this grace today we thank you for your love we thank you for your great promise and we thank you that you are alive and that we too can be alive amen can you guys sing this song with